about it that was back in 1975 and that was 40 years ago and the name of that song is wake up everybody by harrow marvin and the blue notes and it talks about you know how we need to wake up and thankfully because of our technology now people are more in tune you have more information and people are beginning to wake up from all kinds of stuff. Everything from our uh, environment, our climate, our food, our vaccinations and all. Our, you know, it, It's unbelievable that things are so bad, but we're beginning to understand uh, great stations like this, like PRN, is definitely you know getting the message out there with the great producers that are out there, and a lot of us have been hearing you know PRN here for you know since its conception. So again, you know we, we all should be very thankful of great producers and great shows. So again, what is the NDC Savings Club? Well, is a website. It's a directory. They can go and save money on healthcare. And by the way, I am your host, Alex Acuna, and that's what we're going to be talking about is the NC Savings Club. We have uh, we have a special guest going on soon, and we also have great things that are coming up. One of our special guests, a half hour from now, and you definitely want to tune in to, is Dr. Tom McGuire. And what he is, he's a chiropractor. And he's not a typical chiropractor. Uh, he knows this stuff, been doing it for decades, probably thousands of people. And I know of him personally. And I try to get people on the show that uh, I myself know or have used. And, and through that experience, I can relate it back uh, to you guys. 
So again, chiropractic, it is very important. It has to do with energy flows, and when the energy gets blocked up structurally by our skeletal system, then it creates subluxations, and subluxations are blockages, and those blockages can create pain and can create also disease. So again, chiropractic is a method that it's able to release or break up that subluxation, that blockage of energy. So again, we'll go into details of that, you know, an upcoming within the next half hour or less. So again, as you can see, we have great things going on here. In a couple of minutes, another 15 minutes or so, we're going to have uh, our health news segment, news segment with Dr. Walt, and and he'll be doing part five of a six-part series on autism. So again, Dr. Walt, he's very well known as the blooddetective.com. Again, blooddetective.com. And you can learn about him. And again, it's archived here on PRN. It's also archived on the Endocy Savings Club. And his phone number and everything there and his website is there so you can go see. And also go back and listen to the great shows that we've done. We've done shows on uh, detoxification, gluten, uh, if you have too many vitamins, you know, and he talks, he gets into detail. He's been doing that for now for almost 30 years. And again, thousands of people looking at your blood chemistry. So again, uh, we've been talking about autism, his six-part series. Today would be the fifth part. And uh, I know about that because, again, that's something that hits me in the heart. I have a daughter with autism, and Dr. Walt has definitely helped out immensely in reference and helping her in the recovery of autism. And it has a lot to do with the environment and nutrients and your blood. So again, I want to tune into that. So as you can see here, you know, we have a lot of good information to help you. And to start off, what is the NDC Savings Club.com? And again, NDC, like Nancy David Charles, NDC Savings, with a S, club.com. What that is, it's a resource. It's a website. It's, and the best part, it's absolutely free. There is no cost, nothing to sign up for. There's no asking for your email. If you want to, you could put in your email so we can let you know what upcoming shows and things that are happening. But again, this is your resource to help you save money on the you know, high cost of health care. And the site is mostly given, you know, uh, driven towards health care. Because again, uh, you know, that's a very important issue out here. People are, you know, looking for ways to save money. And this is what our savings club is all about. You have their uh, topics like uh, dental envision plans. And, and we also have uh, categories here on lab work and laboratory and blood work that you can save money. Uh, what about MRIs and CT scans? Do you want to save money on that? What about affordable glasses? Do you want to save money on that? Uh, there's, there's things here for medical supplies, if you need to save money on that, hearing aids, you have your contact lenses, and as you can see, it's all more towards health-driven to help you save money. 
So again, these all these great companies, and the best part of it too, uh, you can actually let's say you're you're curious about you know uh, MRIs and CT scans and you need one, but you can't afford it. Well, you can click on that topic. And then you can contact the company. The, the The phone number is there with their website. You can review their website, and you can speak with them. And also, you can listen to the show I've done. A lot of these topics I've done shows on. So again, like uh, today's topic will be on chiropractic, and that will be posted up on our website and also on PRN. So again, as you can see, these are ways that you can learn about companies or learn about topics and then share it with your friends and family and neighbors to help them. So you see in here that we have all these great programs and ways to save you money. Um, and, and a great example, it's like the MRIs and CT, uh, CT scans. And um, something like that might run from 2500 to $3,500. Would you believe that you can get exactly the same scans at the same centers, and maybe even better resolution in another place for like three to five hundred dollars. So again, that's a huge savings, at least like a two thousand dollars savings or more. Uh, blood work at LabCorp uh, that could also. My wife had tests, five tests, came at four hundred and eighty-seven dollars with insurance. I submitted the same test to the service for a blood work. And if someone didn't have insurance, the same exact five tests came out to $63. So like from $487 to $63, that's a great savings right there, over $400 savings. And again, as you can see here, by the way, everybody, NDC stands for National Drug Card. And you can also go there and nationaldrugcard.com. And that's how we started. We're celebrating our 10-year anniversary. And what the National Drug Card is, it's a savings program. It's like a uh, discounted program. It's a free drug card that you can go, uh, you can download uh, the app right on your phone, both for uh, Android and iPhone, completely fully functional app that you can use there. You can look up medication prices right on the phone or on the website, and it will give you the lowest price first. So the prices vary. I've seen prices from $49 to $37 to $8 for exactly the same medication. And believe it or not, a lot of times your local mom-and-pop pharmacies, like your local pharmacies, will give you a better price than the name brands like uh, Costco or some of the name brands like CVS or Rite Aid or Walgreens. So again, you can see there, that's a great savings program. And again, it, that's also absolutely free. So that's what NDC stands for, for National Drug Card. And the reason why the Savings Club came to be is people like yourselves were asking for other ways to save money on their health care. We did really well, did great with the drug card to help people save money. And and you can actually, again, you know, you can go to the nationaldrugcard.com and um, uh, print out a document that you can take to your pharmacy or download the app that you can use for free and save money on your medications. So that's one way. And 
And from there, people asked us, do you have any other programs, which I've been involved with benefits for over, I would say now probably 20 years or more. I know of a lot of great programs out there and also you guys out there uh, through the National Drug Card and also through the Savings Club has also told us about other products or services that might help in general. All these programs, they're national and there are ways to help you. And again, looking, going back now to the Savings Club, we have their resources that you can go there. Uh, resources like reemployment. There's a lot of government programs that are there to help you. A lot of them are free. So again, there's just a lot of, a lot of great resources and organizations to help you. Um, along with the program, we have a great section there for coupons and deals that you can print out coupons, you can go to the different sites. And also what's uh, really incredible is that when I go and we make our choices to who's going to come into the savings club, which is your savings club, um, I you know, don't like when, when you have to submit your email and all that to them. All these programs, you don't have to. So again, when if I look at a benefit or a program that first thing you do is submit your email, I I kind of shy away or I don't put them into our program. I think that, you know, people shouldn't be locked in and start getting submitted a bunch of garbage and emails and spam and all that, and they put you on a mailing list. So I do not do that. And also with the companies that I deal with, you go directly to them, you're able to look at them, and as I was saying in reference to the coupons and deals and stuff, those companies, you go to them directly and you can print out your coupons or codes that you can use. Also, too, if, if you guys know of great programs out there that is able to help people, please let us know here at the NDC Savings Club so we can do a research and hopefully add it to our family here or, or a benefit program so other people can benefit from it. So definitely, you know, this is a savings club to you know, help people save money. And your suggestions, and we have put, we have over 75 different benefits here. Uh, we have, uh, believe it or not, a free travel club. That can be also very expensive on travel. And we have a direct company you can contact, one of the largest travel agencies probably in the country. You'll be able to, and you can also listen to the interview i done with uh, the spokesperson for that company. We also have a, a legal club also that you can join up for. So... As you're seeing, we have a lot of great programs. But saying all this, at this part, at this time, I'm going to put Dr. Walt and put his fifth part on autism. So, again, everyone, this will be Dr. Walt's fifth part on autism. Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Michael Walt, and thank you again for tuning in to Ask the Blood Detective. I have been nicknamed the Blood Detective for looking very deeply into the unique needs of my patients through my Blood Detective computer uh, technology, which can interpret a large amount of laboratory and assessment tests so that I can customize my recommendations for each person. Now, today we are uh, in part five of my series, Autism Epidemic, within which I've been discussing autism and autism spectrum disorders and they have uh, some fundamental things in common, including 
some core symptoms like impaired social interactions, uh, stereotypical repetitive behaviors and communication defects, and that's part of the, the whole definition. And my other shows speak about this in more detail, as uh, those of you who have been listening know. And for those that have not, you can listen to all of those radio shows uh, on my website at www.int, that's I-N-T-M-E-D-N-Y.com, or just Google to find me, uh, Dr. Michael Wald, or The Blood Detective, and you can locate those shows and read the blogs as well if reading is, is better than listening. And they're all fairly short segments between around 13 to 15 minutes. None of them are longer than 15 minutes. So, again, uh, this is part five of perhaps a part seven or eight series. And I've been talking about the different potential causes of ASDs. And many of these causes interact. You know, one cannot be exposed to an environmental toxin like a metal that can disrupt brain chemistry without it affecting uh, nutritional needs. Uh, so the list goes on and on of the interactions, which I'll explore during today's show and the remaining shows. So let me continue my discussion today with nutritional causes uh, or nutritional complications of ASDs or autism spectrum disorders. And most of us think in terms of nutritional deficiencies. And of course, any nutritional deficiencies that I find in my patients, I correct. But often, it's not about just deficiencies, it's about these children not having optimal levels of things. For example, the normal blood range of vitamin D is between 30 and 100 uh, units. And in traditional medicine, if you've got a 31, you're normal. But we know that the higher normal, the vitamin D level, the lower one's overall risk of morbidity and mortality. That means dying of anything and the higher vitamin D, the greater the quality of life. And the reverse is true. The lower one's vitamin D level, one will see an increased morbidity and mortality. That's just one example of a biomarker. That means a test that we fix now that means something now, but also predicts lots of stuff for the future. So I measure 50, 60, 70 biomarkers on each patient because we want them all trending towards optimal not just acceptable. I want the vitamin D levels at 70 to 75 units. That's what I want. And just because you take vitamin D3 doesn't mean it gets in. Many people come to me and say, yes, I asked my doctor to measure the vitamin D or they measured it and they said it was low and they told me, take some vitamin D or take some vitamin C if that's what they were talking about. This is not specific enough. I personally must know when I give a patient nutrients, are they getting absorbed? Are they being used? And in the case of ASDs, are those nutrients that need to be activated? Is that happening? B12, folic acid must be methylated in the body. Taking any B12 doesn't mean it's going to be used. So in summary, we all want to identify any nutritional deficiencies in people with ASD because these kids have a lot of them. They have deficiencies. They have some dangerous excesses. They have some imbalances. And, you know, I look at the physical symptoms of these children because they can tell you a lot about nutrition. Do they have dandruff, which is an essential fatty acid problem? It could be another problem, but this is a true example. Do they have bumps on their skin, the back of their arms? That could be vitamin A, vitamin D. That also could be omega-3 fatty acid deficiencies, protein deficiencies. You can see a lot from looking at a person. I, I did a show on ABC World News Tonight with Diane Sawyer all about visual clues of disease. You can watch that video on my website. 
And we I get out and look at questionnaires. We have to look at all the social issues involved in, in what I call a blood detective laboratory investigation, which is a very, very detailed investigation that I do, where I look at basically most body systems to create what I call a metabolic map of each child that I see. Because all of this data allows me to minimize the recommendations, make them much more specific. So let's talk about um, some of the ways of managing not just these nutritional deficiencies, but um, imbalances. And, and I want to talk first, though, just to summarize some of the um, medical treatments that are available before I get into the natural ones. So for ASDs. Medication is uh, certainly a, a major consideration in the traditional, you know, allopathic world, and but there are no agreed upon drug therapies for ASDs, so they're all uh, termed off-label suggestions, meaning that these medications were approved for use in other diseases other than ASDs, so they're used in an off-label fashion, which means who knows what the heck they're going to do in the future. My personal experience with many patients is they've told me, yes, we tried these medications. We weren't sure if they worked. When we took my child off them, she or he did much better. I'm not saying never do medications with your children, but that's just not all there is. And then, um, you know, depending upon the medical specialist that the child with an ASD will visit, uh, any variety of medications, often with no studies, as I've said, of their interactions are routinely prescribed. And um, these all for... Uh, you know, and then more medications for the, for the other types of health issues, like the gastrointestinal problems, which are very, very prevalent among those with ASDs, the, the seizure issues that may be there. A lot of the seizures are very minimum, and they're not even diagnosed. A lot of parents that I, that I see, they are not aware that their children have seizures until we find that out for them. There's sleep disorders, and medicine just throws, um, traditional medicine just throws medications at these things. We, we need more, and we have more. But the medicine also has sensory-based treatments uh, and behavioral treatments and family behavioral therapies where they develop, you know, social skills with the children and, and, and their interactions at home and, and out of the home. And this is all very, very important. It's just incomplete in my opinion. So let's speak about some of the natural treatments known as the complementary or alternative medicine treatments. And many of you know them because they're being used by over 80% of those people out there, according to surveys, uh, of parents who have children with ASDs. It's just that I find that at least, well, almost that many use them just wrong. Without careful uh, testing, uh, and um, if one sees a practitioner that is natural, yes, that's great, but is really not sophisticated in the area of biochemistry to figure this out, then we have a lot of wasted time and effort, and sometimes harm. Let me talk about some of the diets that are known to uh, be of use, but I develop a food plan that is doable for children, which may be a combination of some of the things I'm going to discuss now. So I never pigeonhole a child into just this is the best diet or that is the best diet. But one consideration is the ketogenic diet. And this is a high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet that's previously been used for the treatment of intractable epilepsy. And it's also known to improve something called mitochondrial function, which is depressed in most of the ASDs. So mitochondrial function is an energy process in cells. I'm not just talking about perceived energy, but energy in cells to do work. Depressed mitochondrial function generally is associated with brain dysfunction and disease of all types, and human aging, by the way. But the traditional ketogenic diet may help 
intractable seizures, but it increased the risk of dying of other diseases like heart disease and stroke. So I developed a ketogenic, sort of a natural ketogenic diet where I use nutritional agents and healthier fat foods, and I measure blood and urine levels of ketones to know and identify the level of the ketones produced in the body from the ketogenic diet. See, the brain uses glucose as its main energy source, but when you switch it with a high ketogenic diet so the ketones are the energy source, a lot of symptoms in a lot of these kids do get better. Again, that's not the only thing. It, it, I'm not even sure it works on most of my patients, but it is a consideration. Now, when you combine it with some of these other dietary considerations I'll speak about now, you get the most potential to help. But just to finish off the ketogenic diet, that could definitely benefit individuals, children, both boys and girls, with ASD affected with um, you know, epileptic episodes for sure, as well as those with either um, uh, you know, mild respiratory complex deficiencies and all other complicated problems. So there's a lot, a lot of conditions that could benefit from a ketogenic approach. There was a study that showed, a number of studies actually, that the ketogenic diet was able to modify social behaviors uh, in children, and that was a study in, in developmental neuroscience, and that's a big deal. And why isn't that done by every um, pediatric neurologist? I, I, don't, I just don't know. Well, because they don't get trained in nutrition. That's why. Uh, that's important. And now let's talk about food allergies. Well, you know, I think of autism and ASDs like a brain allergy. I really do because you have all of these symptoms that seem to be very similar in allergy um, in the body, inflammation, which also uh, you see in autism and ASDs. You know, when there's a food allergy, there's an activation in the body of what are called mast cells, and these are immune cells, and they are uh, found in very large amounts in an area of the brain called the hypothalamus. Now, the hypothalamus is the part of the brain that controls behavior and language. What a coincidence that mast cells increased by food allergies are found in large measure in the area of the brain that controls behavior and language, the very same thing we see in ASDs. But, of course, the allergist doesn't know anything about the nervous system in medicine, and the neurologist does not know anything about allergies, and those two practitioners don't talk to the gastroenterologist and to the endocrinologist, to the toxicologist, do you see an integrated holistic approach is the only one that makes sense. And what we see is allergies affect the hypothalamic release of a very important hormone known as corticotrophin releasing hormone that's secreted by the hypothalamus, as I said, along with another hormone called neurotropin, which those hormones are needed to promote brain function and healing. And we find that this is a problem in ASDs. So yes, I think there's allergens. But you have to remember, if you just check allergy testing, folks, listen up. If you just check allergy testing on these kids without first testing for inflammation, which can cause false or wrong allergy tests, you're wasting your time. All I see that happens is parents, well-meaning parents, put their kids on highly restricted diets at the advice of very well-intentioned, very intelligent healthcare providers who do not know about the intricacies of this, these tests. And they create a lot of other nutritional problems in these kids and can make them worse in the long term. So there's an order of sort of operations when you approach these children and do these different tests. Uh, there's, of course, gluten, the gluten-free diet approach. Uh, you know, glutens can cause 
the formation of chemicals in the brain called gluteomorphins, which are morphine-like molecules, which can create a lot of these symptoms that you see in ASDs. But most allopathic physicians, like allergists, they will only suggest gluten uh, elimination if the IgE skin tests show positive. But I'm telling you now, if I had a nickel for every child that I had whose symptoms improved when I eliminated gluten and then accounted for the protein defect from eliminating the gluten, because gluten is a very important source of protein, uh, and the other nutritional issues, I I'd be retired. Um, so I don't rely on the tests entirely. Uh, I use my common sense, and um, sometimes that actually works. Some kids respond to dairy-free diets. Um, others may respond to GMO-free diets, genetically modified foods. I mean, one could, could say that we've had an increased uh, incidence of ASDs uh, over the last 10 years, and that has been since the introduction of ASDs as well. Um, I'm sorry, of GMOs. For those of you interested in, in more about genetically modified foods, you can read my book called Frankenfoods, Controversies, Lies, and Your Health, available on Amazon, or you can read excerpts on my Blood Detective website. So I'm going to end today, and we're going to take this discussion to a new level, continuing with the specifics, the practical nutrients, and how to consider them in the next uh, one or two shows. So um, this has been a pleasure. My name is Dr. Michael Wall, the Blood Detective, and please call me, let me know uh, your comments and, and show suggestions for upcoming shows after this series at 914-242-8844 or go to my website at www.blooddetective.com or intmedny.com and have a wonderful Hey, everyone. Uh, that was Dr. Walt. And again, as you can hear, uh, there's a lot of very interesting, you know, information reference to, you know, autism. And he looks at it, you know, uh, on the biochemical level. So again, you know, you need to have the proper people, you know, to do the proper testing and all. So, so again, uh, at this point of the show, I definitely would love to introduce our special guest, which is Tom, Dr. Tom McGuire. Tom, are you on a call here with us? Yes, I am, Alex. How's it going? Doing great there, Tom. Um, I opened up the show towards the beginning in reference to chiropractic, and, and it's so important, chiropractic and, and what it can do for you and, and the benefits of it. And as I was, I was thinking about it, I was saying that everything has energy flows, like the galaxies, they have the planets, and there's, you know, sub winds and, and all that. And then you have the earth itself. Everything flows, like the rivers and the oceans. They all flow the sky. You know, the air flows. And in plants, you, you have our, you know, our, our circulatory system, like, you know, photophotonic. And then you also have in our bodies, you have the circulatory blood system and you have our nervous system and you you have a respiratory system and then you get into like chakras which is you know out in in, in china and in, in reference to chakra and energy fields and then you get into which has been proven in reference to acupuncture so i'm saying in reference to all these flows it's w within out in the galaxy and within ourselves and these are these are flowing at energy and at, 
at this, you as a chiropractor, uh, how would you say, you know, this flow of energy to our body, how does that affect us? And when it gets uh, sublimations, gets, gets trapped, what happens? Um, it's, it's awesome that you brought that up because uh, it's all it deals with, and chiropractic is all about the nervous system, all about that energy, and that's where you're... You know, like you talked about chakras and chi and force and energy, and that all flows over your spinal cord. That's its baseline, and that's where it all comes from. So if there's any areas that do get interfered with, you know, along that line, uh, dis-ease happens. You know, there's a lack of ease in the body. It doesn't function as well, and you can it can end up leading to a lot other conditions. And, you know, a lot of people think chiropractically as, you know, a lot of the general public that it's, symptom-based, you know, that we're just treating a symptom and looking for symptoms, and, you know, that's what our allopathic model, and unfortunately, that's not the way we think, you know, we, we think about it, uh, the body is how that energy works, how it's interfered with, so we don't take care of those symptoms, we really look at the problem with blocking everything, so we're almost like gatekeepers, we're opening up the gates, opening up the floodgates, and letting your body just work the way it should, so we, we're energy movers, we keep the energy moving through the body the right way. Correct, and that, that's why, um, you know, for me, chiropractic is, is so important. If, and like I mentioned, reference to you know, our galaxies, our universe, and it goes all the way down with, within our own body and, and on the energy levels and how, you know, uh, like acupuncture has proven that there is rivers of energy that flow to yes, us. Yes, there are. And acupuncture... Uh, um, um, blocks those en- flows of energy, but then you also have on our skeletal system, our mm-hmm. skeletal system gets jammed up, and a lot of it could be from our muscles and our, and our, and, and our tension and stress, so we, we lock up, and, and then you tell us what happens when that happens to us. Well, yeah, typically what happens is, is uh, that stress usually comes from our normal daily living. You know, it's a lot of those things where you, mo- most of these subluxations, most of these irritations, unfortunately, start in childhood because they're, they're, if, you, if you watch just Amer- one episode of America's Funniest Home Videos, you're, you'll see uh, the amount of stress that one kid can go through by one little blooper reel. And most of those kids, they dust off and they say, oh, they're not broken, they're not bleeding, and they, they're, they're fine. But in reality, all those stresses, they can, they can create a little motion in that spine that doesn't belong there. The spine doesn't go back to its normal position, and now it's stuck there. And then it just sits there for a long period of time, and then all of a sudden they're 30 years old, and they, they are having health problems or having a health condition. And a lot of them start from those small little traumas and those big traumas, football, is coming out uh, showing how many head injuries and concussive injuries, but no one's really playing in the role of how many spinal injuries there really are and sports injuries with uh, all these heavy contact sports. The sitting, sitting is just rampant. That's the new uh, new injury now. I, uh, I see too many patients that just sit, 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 and they have no... Um, no protocols in their workplace to actually get them to move, to get them up, to get them about, and all that just blocks their energy. They're sitting on it. Nothing's moving. Nothing's flowing. And when that happens, people are getting sicker and sicker. Unfortunately, in our um, in wonderful America, we're just not getting better. We're getting worse. We're not getting sicker, and we're just treating people backwards. We're not treating them the whole way. We're, like you said, with the galaxies and uh, the universe and how their bodies are how we're so in tune with all of that, we're not looking at that, you know. We're looking at just the symptom, cover it up, make it go away, and hopefully you'll be better. Yeah, give me a pill for it and kill the pain. Exactly. So, 
So then, again, you, you're sitting. I mean, that's a very good extra uh, important point there. I mean, we're all in front of our computers. Most people are working. I mean, I think we, we went from industrial revolution to breaking our backs now yeah. to sitting. <laughs> I know you went from back. hard labor to no labor is pretty much what it went to. You know, the hard labor is just now. It's just yeah. There's no really more it, revolution. All the revolution is is the internet revolution and the computer and the tech revolution. That's the new revolution. And unfortunately, those people are sitting down. And then the, their genius devices are unfortunately making people sit down to use their devices. So you know, it starts at home. It starts with people really realizing that. That that lack of motion, that lack of adaptability. We're not adapting as easy anymore because our bodies just aren't doing anything. We're sluggish. We're 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 sitting for six hours a day, eight hours a day. You know, even with commutes, people's commutes were two hours. You're sitting for two hours. If I sit any longer than two hours, I my body starts yelling at me. It says like when I go on a long drive, I just can't. My body just does not like it. It likes being in motion. And when you're not in motion, there's a, there's a wonderful thing you can choose, and that's uh, called death. And when we don't have motion anymore, so a body in motion stays in motion. When it doesn't, when it lacks that motion, you unfortunately things start to die. And by dying, it doesn't mean just death. It just means that it starts to creep, it starts to decay, it starts to you know just turn. Just uh, the joints just don't function well anymore. They don't lubricate well anymore. So. Uh, sitting is uh, the new uh, is the new the, the worst thing that could have happened to us. Yeah, um, you, you, we start talking about this, and 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 I'm thinking. I guess most people are thinking. We, we go to our job, but to drive through maybe an hour to two hours. We're sitting yeah. there, then we sit That's in front of a computer. For, the, for where we're at up in the Northeast, you know, the typical commute is anywhere between is two hours. Yeah, and then we sit in front of the desk. Working there for another, you know, whatever six or eight hours, whatever. Yeah. Then we drive back for another hour or two sitting. Yeah. And then we're stressed out, and then we sit on the couch. <laughs> then you what? exactly go home. I got I got to unwind. I had a hard day at work. You know, it, it, it's so true. And the, the, a lot of these uh, big, com- even big companies, Fortune 500 companies, they're starting to implement wellness programs, but the wellness programs are driven by the insurance company. Insurance companies are setting up these wellness programs. But these wellness programs, honestly, I've looked at a lot of them. Aetna's, I've looked at a bunch of them. And they're, they're, they're a joke. They're just they're silly. They really don't get them moving. They, they try to get them up for maybe a minute here and there, but the, the compliance is terrible. The only places that I know that are really forward-thinking are the ones that are creating everything in the tech world. Google Google has an entire staff of, I think, 10 chiropractors. they got personal trainers. they got a huge gym. they got Pilates. they got everything because they, they have a huge campus. They don't want people sitting. They know the detriment of you sitting, and but they're creating devices and creating technology for you to sit. So they they know how bad it is, but they 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 got to sell things, you know. Wow. Well, I mean, it it yeah. Thinking about it, never thought of it that way in reference to just sitting. So we went yeah. from breaking our backs, you know, doing the eighteen to nineteen hundred or yeah. or or you know or. Ancestors and our yeah, you, I mean you got to go back even further. I mean, if you think about uh, our our really old ancestors that were were just walking around, the nomadic, and uh, even the the from the Greeks to the, the ancient Chinese civilizations, Egyptians, 
all of them, everything was laborious. You had to walk somewhere to get your water. You had to walk somewhere to get your food. You had to go out. And unfortunately, in our convenient society, you know, it's, it's, it's become rampant. That, I mean, that's why certain models of, um, of fitness are starting to change because they're starting to get more functional. They're starting to get people to, to lift things up. They're starting to not just go on a, a cardio machine because in a cardio machine you're just you're just trapped into something just moving your body around. You're not even getting the motion in your spine. Your spine's not even moving. You know, mm-hmm. in a bike your your spine's not moving. Mm-hmm. When you're running, your spine's not moving. It's just bouncing up and down, and that's it. And that's just as bad as just sitting all day sometimes. So the the, the motion thing and the movement thing is what really drives a lot of my practice and gets a lot of people because I, 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 I can't get enough people to exercise and it's hard enough to get people just to get out of their seats at work because they just won't let them. Mm-hmm. Wow. So then comes when people come to you and they have uh, shoulder blade pain, they have back, lower back pain, they have neck pain. So what Let's say a person, you know, is sitting there for all that time. They start having neck pain. They start having lower back pain. How do you look at that, taking all this in consideration, and then how do you relieve, you know, the pain? That that's a good question. Like I said before, we don't chase after that symptom. I listen to a person's symptoms. I don't want to know what's going ha- going on, because it's going to help me better diagnose the problem and what's mm-hmm. causing the problem. But again, I look for what's actually causing it. So what we're going to do is we'll do a full exam to see what could be causing it. I take a lifestyle um, questionnaire, and the lifestyle questionnaire is. Uh, What's going on in your life? What are you doing? Are you moving? Are you sitting? How many hours a day are you sitting? How much are you working out? How much are you moving? So I I, I take that into a big consideration because someone comes in and they say, oh, I have a desk job. I work 10 hours a day, five days a week. That's a tough case for me. Just that alone is a tough case for me, no matter what their symptoms are. And then um, after I do my exam and I find those, if I find subluxations, you know, that's what I'm taking care of. I'm removing those subluxations, realigning the spine, getting that pressure off the nerve, letting the body just do what it's supposed to do. And once you take that pressure off of it, the muscles and ligaments start to heal. But then once they start to heal, you actually have to start doing exercises on that tissue because, unfortunately, there's muscle memory. We have to break through that old muscle memory. And uh, patients just start seeing changes. Usually within about four or five weeks, they start noticing a big difference. Then after about eight to ten weeks, they notice a huge difference. Well, there was a couple of key words there. Uh, Say it again. There were a couple of key words there that maybe yeah. we want to touch upon. Which One would be uh, muscle memory. Yeah. And the other one, which is... I kind of understand what that means, but maybe our audience doesn't know what that means, muscle memory, yeah. and subluxations. What, yeah. what are they? Well, a subluxation is really simple. A subluxation, I usually give the best example. Everyone knows what a dislocation is. A dislocation is when the joint goes completely out of the socket. It's no longer attached, practically it's hanging on by a thread. A subluxation is a one one-hundredth of that. It's just a small misalignment of the spine. If you were to take two your hands and put them on one on top of the other and then just twist your hand just a smidge off to the left, that's a subluxation. And once that goes out of the alignment, there's, there's receptors around there. There's these little, like, uh, they're like feedbacks. They tell the, the, to the brain that, hey, something's not right, something's not right. So 
now it starts this loop that something's not right, and your brain gets stuck there, and that's where misinformation starts happening. It's, uh, it's like a bad cell signal when you're talking to your friend and you can, you, the famous commercial, can you hear me now, can you hear me now? You kind of get some of the information, but you don't get all the information. So that's a subluxation, and what we do is we, we find those areas of subluxation, and subluxations can present themselves in different ways. Symptomatic, asymptomatic, meaning they can be feeling pain or no pain, so, like, I had a patient just uh, about an hour ago. She said, I had no idea that that was a problem. She'd never been to a chiropractor before, so she never really had any, the, a proper exam on her body. Um, and the other thing you talked about was uh, muscle memory. I mean, it's as simple as a person can close their eyes and write their name perfectly with a pen every time on a piece of paper. Close their eyes, their name looks exactly like it does when they have their eyes open because their muscle just remembers exactly how to do it. That connection is so strong inside the brain. And when subluxations happen, you start a new muscle memory. If it's there for long enough, anything over 72 hours, you start creating a new cycle, and that muscle just starts adapting to, to its new surroundings. And once it's in that new surrounding, it's stuck there. You have to give it a new memory. You have to reteach it. We call that neuromuscular reeducation in the office. And by reeducating the muscles around there, you can reeducate the spine so the spine can actually help realign. So you have to treat the spine and the muscles together. You can't just take care of the spine. You know, you have the muscles that hold it all in there. So they're one. You have to deal with both of them when you're dealing with subluxations. Well, that's that's a good explanation. You know, Tom. People that are interested, uh, please give us your website so people yes, can sure. go to it and then people can learn more about everything that you're talking about. Absolutely. Well, I, just, to, just to clarify, my specialty is pediatrics. So we, our biggest portion mm. is we're going to see it on our website. So my website is innate, I-N-N-A-T-E, living center.com innatelivingcenter.com, and my office is located in Matawan, New Jersey. Okay, right. And also, we'll put that up on our description. We'll put your website up there uh, on my uh, Endocy Savings Club. We definitely want to put you there as well so our members awesome. can go there, and it will be archived there. And This show would also be archived. So that's why I'm kind of hitting you with good questions in reference to chiropractic. No problem. <laughs> which, which is not just chiropractic. It's, it's, it should be much more than that because you guys are definitely much more of that. You know, you know it's not, and that's that's why I like I do a lot of speaking engagements. I do a lot of speaking out in the public, and I, I do that just because, like you said, people just don't know. You know, we don't have mm-hmm. wonderful commercials. We don't have a few billion dollars to spend like drug companies do to to advertise their product. Everyone knows what the purple pill does. Everyone knows what the blue pill does, but mm-hmm. you know, people don't know what the chiropractic does. And mm-hmm. so when we when I get an opportunity to tell people, you know, it's it's my passion. So I get to really tell them that it's not just back pain, it's not just neck pain. Yeah, we're amazing at that. There's no one better on this planet than helping lower back and neck and headache conditions than chiropractic. Mm-hmm. But they just don't realize that we take care of kids. When I tell them I take, I'm a pe- pediatric chiropractic, they're, they're, they usually eyebrow gets raised because they think that uh, they're like, wow, you do that to a, a baby. And, you know, we take care of kids with ear infections, colic, they, uh, other digestive disorders, especially reflux. Reflux is huge right now in the practice, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. we, we get these kids better without drugs or surgery, and people just don't know that's an, an option for them. You know what? Why don't you speak a little bit about that? 
because sure. that, that's really important. You, yeah, you have their you have babies you know, and little kids, and they're all they know is to give you you know drugs for these kids. Yeah, I know. And, and, and uh, the, the the thing is, even with, uh, I'll take ear infections because we we get those all the time. And ear infection cases are usually a a plumbing issue. There's a backup of fluid in the ear because it's not draining properly. And automatic intervention allopathically is to go in there, put a tube in there to help it drain. That makes some sense, but to me what makes the most sense is what's causing the blockage. Typically what causes the blockage is C2, that's the second vertebrae in your neck down from your skull, and that bone, what happens usually during birth trauma is the bone gets moved. It gets a little twisted off to the side. It almost acts like an on-off switch. And then when it gets moved to the side, it's in the off position. And when it's in the off position, draining does not happen. And then that backup happens, and then it just starts going into the ear. The ear gets infected. Bacteria starts building, and the bacteria is not, uh, the normal flora is not there. So with chiropractic, it's so simple. We go in there, find that subluxation, move the bone back real gently, precisely. And once it's back there, the ear starts draining. Kids start getting better within the day, next day. Just about all the time, I occasionally have a more difficult case where a person had an ear infection for 60 years of their life. They've been dealing with it, 20 rounds of antibiotics that aren't supposed to be given for ear infections. They say, according to the American Medical Association, their guideline actually says do not give antibiotics to otitis media. Do not sit back, wait till it uh, resolves itself, but they're not. They're giving these kids more and more, more antibiotics, and those antibiotics are giving these kids more allergies. So our 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 approach to it is different. That we're we're, we're there is, is to them that makes sense to them. Do surgery. It's going to clear up the blockage. To us, if you actually get rid of the blockage and what's causing it, the body just does what it's supposed to do, and it's supposed to work exactly the way God intended. And it works great, you know. And same thing with colic and reflux, you know, it's even with um, breastfeeding moms. Like, why, why is this happening? This is supposed to be the best food for them. But they don't realize that there could be an irritation in there and, and the nerve that goes to the stomach, the nerve that goes to the diaphragm, the nerve that goes to the esophagus. And if those aren't working in conjunction, working 100%, something, the signal is getting mixed up and it's just not digesting properly. So we help those babies too. And I see babies as soon as one day old. We do lots of hospital visits. I see lots of babies in hospitals. Um, we do home visits um, if necessary because it's just that important to me and to the moms that come into my office. So it, it's pediatrics is it's huge. And unfortunately, in, the, in New Jersey, we have one of the highest cesarean rates in the world. I think Louisiana just this past month just beat us out finally. But that, that's, so, that's, that's just that's sad. And we, we, the rate is just ridiculous in this state, and people are just scheduling it. And that's, that's high trauma on the spine, pulling a baby out by its head. No matter what they say that it's safer, it's not. It's putting serious stress and tension on a baby's vertebral column, especially the top, which is the most sensitive. Um, um, I myself, again, how I knew by chiropractic going back maybe now 30 years ago, and I had my friend and, and chiropractor I knew was Dr. Maturino, and he was at that time, he was in his 80s. Wow. So it was really, I mean, I learned a lot from him. And also for my own personal uh, view, everyone, and I'm just saying this to you, Tom, please also, uh, if you're going to choose a chiropractor, do your homework on that person. Absolutely. <laughs> do your I homework. I tell people all the time, like, I, I yeah. get a lot of... Um, 
uh, post chiropractic patients. Yes, they've been to other chiropractors, and I, I tell them, I'm like, listen, there's good and bad. Or I had mm-hmm. another mom two weeks ago say, I had a really bad experience. I'm mm-hmm. like, I did too. I had a bad experience once with a chiropractor. Doesn't mean it's the same thing if you went to a bad mechanic. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a bad teacher. There's good ones out there. I promise. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those good ones. There's other good ones. Yes. And you, you, you do a little research on a chiropractor. You talk to them. You get a good idea about them, what they do, how long they've been practicing, what they specialize in. And you'll find one. I promise. Yeah. Well, you have the ones that rack them and crack them, and that's it. Next, you know, that barely do anything. You do. You, you have ones that are a little bit more, uh, I won't say the word reckless, but, you know, that, uh, don't, assembly x-ray, that don't x-ray, that yeah. won't, uh, that just have you come in there and you got a neck pain here, let's just do this. And, and mm-hmm. they're guessing, you know, and I, I'll never guess what a patient's health. You know, mm-hmm. I treat everyone here like I take care of my mom. I'm not guessing what my mom's health. I, I want to know exactly what's going on before I ever touch anyone and do any type of procedure, any type of adjustment on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it, it's super important that you have that type of doctor. Yeah, I mean, again, everyone, um, I drive almost an hour to go see Tom. Yes, you do. And, and to come down there because it is that important. I, you know, years back, uh, I had issues with my back when we had a whole bunch of 14 snowstorms here in New Jersey, and my yeah. back went. <laughs> and, and I went to a local chiropractor nearby, you know, not even, you know, whatever, five minutes away or so, 10 minutes away. Yeah. And he put me through a whole treatment of 30 treatments and all with, with these machines and all this stuff. And basically, you know, every week I would go back again and still have the same pain. Uh, I did I did my research, you know, with the right chiropractor and stuff, and I went to a couple of them until I I came across with Tom, and again I will say Tom, you're you're different than most people, and I, I believe that you know you're kind of a healer because you're able to look at the person and put an energy imprint like it it puts a healing, and I remember from my back, I went there like after the second time, I kept you know, the pain away and went away. So now we're having the same issue with my wife now where she had her car accident with her neck. And maybe you can tell, you know, you're more than welcome to talk about that because my wife had the issues with her neck and the pain. Uh, Was it a bulging disc or something? Um, Yeah, I can't talk about her case. I can talk about your case, but I can't talk about her case unless she's on the phone. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, All right. but I mean, so again, I would you're right, that. like, as far as how I take care of pa- patients, you know, there is that, when I see a patient, I don't just see another number, I don't see, yeah. I know, er- the day that I don't know every person's name that comes into my office is the day I have to hire someone else, because it's just too much for me to handle, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, we're, we're getting close to that, but I know every patient here, you know, I know their families, I know their stories, mm-hmm. I know what goes on in their life, you know, that's important to me, that old school, uh, you, that old school mentality of doctoring, you know, is important mm-hmm. to me about knowing their family, taking care of the whole family, every person in the house, making a house call if necessary, really listening to someone, not rushing them out, not making them sit in my waiting room for an hour and a half or three hours, you know, mm-hmm. which I hear all the time. I see it on Facebook. I waited three hours to see my orthopedic doctor. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, just, that's just insane. That's insane, mm-hmm. and I, I just will never treat patients like that. And I, I want to give the best care possible to people and give them the best opportunity to live their life the way they should, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I also know that 
you're all always going to conferences and always learning. Always. I mean, can, you, can you talk a little bit about that? Because yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, 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 a minimum, becomes, even uh, before, I mean, they just started mandating uh, CEUs in, uh, in New Jersey, and that's continuing education units, and they uh, they were a little bit behind on that. But I mean, I I, I never needed that. I didn't never needed someone to tell me that I had to go learn. I'm always uh, I, I'm only been in practice for a little over ten years, and I just. I just mm-hmm. want to. I want to know more. You know, I want to be able to give my patients the the best. Things are changing. Uh, research mm-hmm. is out there, and the more I find, the better things I find. I'm going to implement them if they're going to be. I'm, but I'm not the type that's going to go to every seminar and every time I change something because it's the new fad. I'm definitely not a fad type practice. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I try to pick what's going to be best to fit into the model here and what's going to give patients the best results. And I mean, a minimum of three seminars a year, learning some new uh, new techniques, new nutrition seminars. Um, mm-hmm. A minimum of three. Usually, it's more. But I mean, I travel all over: California, uh, Washington State, uh, Florida, wherever I have to go, wherever it's at, it's it's worth it for me because my patients are worth it. Yeah, and everyone. Again, I know you can't speak for my wife, but the issue that my wife has, uh, her other objective would have been surgery. <laughs> Yeah. God knows what you know what other complications that would have caused, and she's recovering from it, and uh, and she's doing great. Like myself, once in a while I have my back issues, and I just went to you recently, not too long ago, because of my back pain. And you, I guess we can quickly say that that you looked at it and you saw that it was, and and you did what you did, and it fixed it. Now, you know, and plus also what I like with you, Tom, you also give, you know, exercise and advice also. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I, I've been in the exercise world. That's pretty much how I got through chiropractic school is working at um, exercise facilities and learning different types of exercise and what works the best. And that's an important role because we talked about the, the muscle memory and retraining that and having mm-hmm. a strong foundation. Unfortunately, you know, it sounds funny, but a lot of people are soft. Soft in a, in a way that they're just not, their muscles aren't being used. They're not straining them in, in any good way. They're mostly in a bad way they're straining them. You know, just bending down, picking something up is difficult for people now the, nowadays. So just uh, getting functional is so important. And if I don't teach a patient that, you know, I'm doing them a disservice or tell them not to do that, it's a disservice because they, they deserve it. They deserve to be just as functioning as I am or anyone else is. Well, Tom, our time is up, as you can hear. See how the time just flies by. Thank you so much for all your great information, and hopefully we'll have some other shows with you in the future. Awesome. All right, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for being on the call. Look forward to next Wednesday on the NSC Savings Club. Thank you, everybody.